you can have the most beautiful website, amazing products. You can have a great bricks and mortar store, but if you don't have traffic, it's not going to matter. But the good news is traffic is something that you can control and you have so much more control over that traffic than you do in a bricks and mortar. So it's just a skill that you have to learn and it complements what you're already doing so very well. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers, and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Hey there, friends. Today, we're going to talk to you about e-commerce sites and how to add that into your brick and mortar if that's something you want to do. You'll hear me say over and over again, it's not necessary to have an e-commerce site, but just like it's not necessary to have multiple revenue streams or do other things, subscription boxes or workshops or markets, this is a great opportunity to jump into the e-commerce world and add that to your brick and mortar and add that to your retail shop. So I've invited my friend and Shopify expert and just an all-around amazing person, Susan Bradley. And Susan is the host of the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. That's her podcast. She also has a fabulous uh, inner circle. And just like we have the retailers inner circle, she has an e-commerce inner circle and it's called the social sales girls. And I'm actually a member of her inner circle. And Susan and I have been friends for a long time uh, in the coaching world. And I just love that she's very practical, (laughs) very practical in her knowledge. It's very real what she teaches. And she's all about the metrics and the numbers. And that's where the magic happens. That's where the reality is. That's where it is. So I've invited her in because truthfully, could I teach e-commerce? I've shared this before. Yes, I could, but I've decided I want to bring in the experts for you. And I really wanted to have a conversation with her about the difference between the brick and mortar and the e-commerce side. It is a whole different thing. The things that you are doing to run your brick and mortar are not the same that you'll have to do for e-commerce site, getting traffic, getting foot traffic through the door is different than getting foot traffic or traffic to our website. So I love the way that Susan teaches. So I wanted to um, invite her on here and have a conversation. I think we could have talked about three hours about this, but we try to keep it tight, keep it short. Susan's a very busy woman, so I wanted to keep her on schedule. So we talk about a lot of things in the episode today. And you know, one of those things, it's not just a matter of building our Shopify site or building our website It's just like your brick and mortar, my friends. You can't just hang a shingle outside, stand there with a smile on your face on the front steps. You know, you know, you have good product, you know, you have good service, you know, you're an awesome person and just hope they come. It just hope is not a strategy. We always say that, right? So it's the same with your e-commerce and you have to work harder to plan through your e-commerce. And I mean, it is a whole different thing, but it is, you know, it can be a wonderful additional 
revenue stream for you? Or as we say around our inner circle, um, you know, it's a, it's another bucket, another bucket of uh, another strategy. And I have tons of retailers that have added uh, e-commerce to their uh, businesses, tons of my clients, tons of inner circle members that have added e-commerce uh, over the last couple of years, especially with everything that's been going on. And a lot of them get disappointed when they build these sites and not, nobody comes. So Susan's going to touch a little bit about that. We're going to talk about that. I am here to say though you do not have to have an e-commerce site. I just like to remind retailers about that. We don't have to have it. It's just, it's a wonderful option. Again, we can don't have to have workshops. We don't have to have anything. You know, it's what's right for you. So if you are interested in adding an e-commerce site or you're wondering, you know, if you should or you're thinking about it, please stay and listen to us today. And uh, I think you're going to find some great takeaways. Susan is, um, she shares a lot. <laughs> she packs a lot in. We pack a lot in, in our short interview here. And, you know, again, just like brick and mortar, you know, it's all about traffic. It's all about conversion or how we get them to buy once they're on our site. And then how do we increase the sales once they've become fans? And I think this is a super helpful podcast for you today. And I'm really looking forward to your feedback and letting me know what you think of Susan's approach to e-commerce and Shopify. So buckle up, as Susan says, and buckle up, <laughs> grab a coffee, sit back and listen to Susan Bradley and I talk about adding an e-commerce site to your brick and mortar and the benefits and how that can look for you. I have Susan Bradley here from the Social Sales Girls. It's uh, I laugh because you always call, we call it the social sales girls, but I know you have lots of men in your social sales girls <laughs> group too. So thank you, Susan, for joining us. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you, Wendy. And you're right. We have a few dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say there's lots of uh, the social sales girls and a few lucky men. No, <laughs> great. Um, so I've brought Susan on and I'm so excited to have you here because we in the, you know, at the creative shop talk podcast, we have a lot of retailers that are brick and mortar and we are also diving into the e-commerce site, the Shopify sites, and you are the queen. So I wanted to bring you on here to help talk about the difference in, um, the foot traffic and all of the things that are different because it's a separate business when we have a brick and mortar and when, then when we add this e-commerce site onto us. So Susan, welcome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your business? And ah, thank tell, you. Tell, tell us your, your journey. <laughs> a little about my journey. So here's the, here's the dirt. Uh, I really understand how your, your listeners will feel because I, my background is in bricks and mortar retail. So in, um, in 1990, I started my own brick and mortar retail business. I'd worked in, you know, big retail, started my own brick and mortar business and ultimately sold it. It was a small chain of stores, ultimately sold that in 2010. So I really understand uh, what it's like to be someone who is, you know, buying all the things long before you sell them and really kind of like the last person to get paid in the in the whole ecosystem. So uh, certainly I understand uh, what it's like to be a brick and mortar store owner. But when I sold my store, I actually uh, I actually bought a little company a little bit a, a year or so after I bought a little company called WeSqueak. It was an e-commerce business, but really most of the sales were wholesale. 
to uh, to brick and mortar retail, to boutiques. And so I purchased that little company, and uh, in 2013, for the first year ever, after after I arrived on the scene, <laughs> our sales were down for the first year since the company was founded. Oh, I didn't know that. That's what happened. Yeah, so yeah totally. I didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah, totally. So there, there's fun. But anyway, so here's what happened. I uh, that Christmas, I was. Uh, I tell this story often because it's just such an eye opener. That Christmas, uh, my my mother came into the house, and she would be in her late seventies then. And she said, "Oh, I've got all my Christmas shopping done." And I said, "Oh, you have? Isn't that nice?" And she said, "I ordered everything online." And I said. Okay, that's why I'm in trouble here. That's why my sales are down. You know, my little stores were really struggling. My big stores were like holding me really tight to delivery dates. And that's when I realized that if I if I didn't uh, include more, and this is a sad story, I know for uh, brick and mortar retailers, but if I didn't find a way to uh, get more online sales, I was I was going to go bankrupt. I was, it was not sustainable. And so, so the next year I started focusing on learning how to grow, uh, my e-commerce sales, my direct to consumer sales. And, uh, you know, as a farmer, brick and mortar store owner, I understand how troubling that is for, uh, for store owners. But I'm here to tell you that there are so many stores that do both really well. And and I would share with you all that having had this long history as a brick and mortar retailer, but also now as an e-commerce store owner, that I can remember uh, talking about all the things I couldn't control in my brick and mortar store. I couldn't control the weather. I couldn't control it uh, if the city decided to rip up the street in front of my one of my stores. I couldn't control what the landlord did if I had a store in a mall. There was so much I couldn't control. Um, when it was, you know, when it was great, it was great and we love the customers. But what I will share with uh, your listeners is that I think, you know, I think there's a real place for brick and mortar too. But what I would say is that you can absolutely control so much more of your outcome for your whole business if you learn how to do e-commerce well. And you'll find there are so many things that you can do that you can control. And that feels so good. So I would I would encourage everyone to consider it as part of their overall picture. For sure, it's different, Wendy, the way you manage it, but it can supplement those downtimes. When it's quiet or it's bad weather in your store, you can go out there and make rain in your e-commerce platform. And that's so darn good. You know, I think it's, I think it gives retailers the power to control their results. Yes, that's, yeah. And that's so true. So what, so do you want to share a little bit about what you do um, and how you do it? And then we'll, I'm going to, we're going to further talk about that in a minute, but people know what you do now you had we squeak I did. I <laughs> and and i and then you you know you sold we squeak you built it up it was really yeah. super successful sold it for yeah nice sold it at the last day of 2018 and um during my throughout my journey my setting up my e-commerce uh you know because i had to learn it all it's right. very different than bricks and mortar and of course that was my background um when i did when i went through it i started sharing what i was doing 
And I had this little group on Facebook where I'm like, okay, I'm trying this today. (laughs) Let's see if it works. And I would show people. And it was a really nice small community of people who were trying to do the same things as as I was. And they actually, um, you know, cheered me on and started asking me questions. And I kept sharing what was winning. And, And I don't know, a couple of years into it, I actually did a little course and people bought it shockingly <laughs> that's how I started I did a little course and people yeah. were, I'm like okay here's what I'm doing same thing it's yeah. so I know we have a lot of very parallel journeys but go yeah. ahead keep going in. Yeah. so I, I I had a little course and before you know it I was going a little bit further and sharing more and then I developed my inner circle membership which I hear is the same name as yours <laughs> so we have yeah the yeah. retail inner circle yes yeah, yeah. and yeah. so what we do now I actually have a new little e-commerce business it has uh it's been a bumpy ride like it's been you know I'm doing it just like our people do it without a big budget and without um without uh like full-time hours like which your people I'm sure too because stores really need you know they need lots of attention too so I'm building this on a part-time basis and uh so I have that to share with my audience but I also have all these uh all these online store owners and brick and mortar store owners in our inner circle where we teach them how to get more traffic so that they can sell more of their beautiful products. Yeah. And it's great. So I'm a member of your inner circle as we uh, dive into, you know, just educating myself and, you know, with your, (laughs) your help as well too, because Shopify is really what you talk about a lot in your, in your group and inside your inner circle. And so one of the things I talk a lot about with my people and share here on the podcast a lot is um, we can have all the warm fuzzies and customer service and experiences and amazing products. We all sort of like we all can agree that, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to do in our business. We have to have budgeting. We have to do all the things we have. But having our customers happy and serving them and all that is all warm and fuzzy. But then there's the other side. I call it the CEO side, the backdoor side. And that's really what I feel like you're so good at teaching. The number side, the metrics, the measuring. And this, to me, is where the magic happens with e-commerce. It does. And and again, so we share here a lot on the podcast is that, you know, we want to bring people into our 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 business, right? We want to yep. track them. I have an entire program called Foot Traffic Made Simple, and that's you know getting people's attention, keeping them happy, selling to them, serving them, doing all the things on a brick and mortar side. And there's a lot of work there, and it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's an ecosystem of, as you said, you know, keeping customers in and all that kind of thing. But those that want to jump into the e-commerce side and they want to say, oh. I'm listening to Susan. <laughs> I see that this is a revenue stream, just like whether you add subscriptions or workshops or whatever. An e-commerce site is an additional revenue stream. And it, ha- it has all its own metrics and everything is sort of different, similar, but different on that side. So we're going to dive in a little bit. and I'm going to get you to share some of your strategies and our ideas on how that works. But I do want to remind our brick and mortar listeners that it is, it is, um, it is such a, like, listen to Susan. <laughs> it is such a viable um, additional, again, we call them buckets. I always I always say like a revenue bucket. What revenue yeah. bucket are you working on? And it's got its own set of budgets, its own set. Of, and I have a ton of retailers right now that are just on that. Well, I built the website. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got this store that I love. It's doing well. And like Susan said, and like Wendy always says, you know, what other buckets can we add? I've added this 
fuck it. I've, I've created this website. I've put Shopify on my website. It's pretty. It looks good. I've loaded all my products up in there. Why is nobody coming to my website? Like what, this is where this literally is the bottleneck that I hear almost daily um, in coaching my clients, my brick and mortar people. They're like, website's almost done. Website's almost done. It's done. Crickets, right? So I always say it's like putting the shingle out on our brick and mortar, putting our sign up, standing out front, waiting for the customers. That doesn't mean anything. We have to tell the world that we are there. We have to tell the world and do all those things and, you know, to attract new customers and build that customer base. But when we don't, (laughs) what do we do on the other side? So we have to do the same thing for e-commerce. I've built the Shopify site and this is something you and I talk about a lot. Um, We've spoken a lot about is this. So can you just share a little bit on your, cause you're, um, the way you teach and again, the metrics and you're just really all the numbers. And again, I'm like, it's warm and fuzzy to have all this beautiful shop, but it's really important to understand the back end. Put your CEO hat on <laughs> and do the stuff that makes the magic happen once we've built this beautiful Shopify site or e-commerce site. So can you share a little bit on your, like how that works for you? It's I, yeah, yeah, I totally can. And I, I wanted to position it in a way that, uh, that, people who are bricks and mortar people will uh, really appreciate because here's the thing about e-commerce. And when I was talking about how it's so much easier to control than uh, bricks and mortar is that once you have proof of concept with e-commerce, so once you have people who aren't your mom, who aren't your sister, who aren't yeah. your friends, right? yeah. who come in and buy your products, once you have that, now I'm making it really high level, but but basically once you have that, E-commerce is a numbers game, right? It's a numbers game. And so it's really, really simple to, uh, to go ahead and feel confident that you can sort of replicate what you have in bricks and mortar or specialize because you already have that proof of concept. People who have stores are actually miles ahead of the person who wakes up one day and says, oh, I think I'll set up this thing. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Because you know that you have the customer base, you feel good, you're working, you're selling products people love. How do we make that happen over here? So right. here's the thing. Yeah. There are a couple of things I wanted to I want to share with uh, everyone who's listening. Having an e-commerce store is just like having a, a store in the mall, maybe the busiest mall in the world, and <laughs> your store is at the end of a really long corridor, and somebody turned the lights off. That's what having an e-commerce store is like. And so, just like in your bricks and mortar store, you have to give people a reason to come. To, and visit your store. And what's really shocking to people, maybe less shocking to people who have a store in a mall, but what's really shocking to people is the amount of traffic you need to your store before you can expect sales. And so when we talk about e-commerce, and remember, you all have an advantage because uh, because you're already established. But when we talk about e-commerce store owners, we talk about average conversion rates being 1% to 2% of traffic. And so that means... that That's the number. When I share that number, people say, Wendy has no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> so true. listen it's to that. Different. Yeah. Like, like, what does that mean? 1% to 2% conversion. What does that even one mean? 1% to 2 out of every 100 people that come to your website will buy. And that's if they're the right people. 
right? Right. Oh, it takes some time to find the right people. It won't take brick and mortar store people as much time as the person who wakes up one day and wants an e-commerce store. But uh, yeah, so so when you think about that, if you just want to sell uh, a day on your e-commerce store, what you really need to think about is the way for me to do this is I need to make sure that I get 3,000 web visitors to my site every month. Because if I get 3,000 web visitors and I have a 1% conversion rate, which is really common, sometimes even less for uh, new stores, I'm going to get one sale a day. If I have a 2% conversion rate, I'm going to get two sales a day. And so you can have the most beautiful website. You can have amazing products you can have a great bricks and mortar store you can have all your ducks in a row but if you don't have traffic it's not going to matter but the good news is traffic is something that you can control and you have so much more control over that traffic than you do in a bricks and mortar so it's just a skill that you have to learn and it complements what you're already doing so very well the other thing I want to talk to uh, to share with uh, your listeners is that there are a couple of things that I see people do that that really don't create the best environment to get sales online, and particularly people who have bricks and mortar. And I have made this mistake too. Maybe I'll just share the mistake I made because it's it's kind of interesting. So you know that our buying patterns, they've changed a lot for our, for our bricks and mortar. But you know, we would go to market, we would place our orders. It takes like six months to come in, all those things. Mm-hmm. And what we need in a bricks and mortar store is we need a great variety of product. Mm-hmm. People need to come in and say, oh, yeah, look at all this <laughs> stuff. And and. And if they don't see a lot of product, they say, oh, you have nothing. Like we've all heard that. Like it's January and they're like, mm, you're going out of business like that, right? Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the physical experience. And what I learned, and I certainly learned it the hard way, and it was when I was trying to get WeSqueak to grow as an e-commerce business, what I learned was that it's the complete opposite in e-commerce. I agree. I, yeah. And I've heard you share that before. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Opposite. And so when you think about, Oh, I don't want to, you know, all the time it's going to take to load all those products and all the yeah. new products I've got talking or I've got coming in and I just don't have time and I'm so far behind. The truth is that if you just put your 20 best products on your website, you will sell more than if you put all your products. And so when I talk again about having a little bit more control, in e-commerce, you decide what you're going to sell. You decide. Like You don't have to worry about someone coming and saying, hmm, going out of business. (laughs) Because people actually, you know, the average time people spend on a website is less than a minute, like the average time. So they aren't going to click through uh, 20 pages of anything. So you can actually hand select uh, the products that you want to sell. You can drive traffic to those products. And what you can find is that you're going to sell a lot more of the same product rather than, you know, how somebody will come to your cash counter with one of this and one of this and one of that. You're going to find that you could get the same sales on your e-commerce shop uh, in a day or a month as your brick and mortar store, but it's going to be very few products, which is 
really good. It, right. Inventory That's, cost, turnover, so yeah. much more profitable. Well, we pick our top margins, our top sellers with our best margins, yeah. right? So, and I do have, I have a retailer who is actually doing that right now. She was overwhelmed, just exactly what you just said with her Shopify. So like, how do I load 7 million things in here? Yeah. And I said, just load your top 20 sales, yeah. top 20, you know, what, what do people, you know, what's the best? And she picked her top 20 with its best margins and her, you know, the, the, the top sellers. Um, and that's exactly what her experience has been about with exactly what you're saying. So, and just like you said, with the control, you know, um, she has control of like, she didn't want to ship the big things, you know, she wanted to, you know, she, you know, she was just getting her feet wet or whatever. So, you know, it was those 20 things. So, so much more control on that side of things. Um, yeah. Thank you. That's a really great, really yeah. great tip. And a really I want to share point, something yeah. else though, because yeah. I, it cost me a lot of money when I was first in this <laughs> journey because I truly am grew up in yeah. in uh, the traditional bricks and mortar. And so the first time I bought inventory, I, we imported our products from China for WeSqueak. I did it just like I would buy from my store. I did, uh, you know, I would pick a style and, and maybe there were five colors available or, um, you know, a bunch of different SKUs. And I would pick what I thought were the best so that I had a selection mm-hmm. to present in my store. And we all know that you need that to make people think there's something to choose from. But the bottom line is for me, it was shoes. So I had, uh, I had mustard shoes. I had some teal shoes. I had some brown shoes and some black shoes and some hot pink shoes. So I had to buy all that inventory for my store. So people thought we had a lot, but the bottom line is that on your e-commerce site, you're allowed to just buy what you're going to sell. So, you know, in a store, people would run and pick up the mustard shoe and then buy the brown one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in an e-commerce store, you don't even have to have the mustard one. Right. You can really buy in a much more vertical way. Like you, you're far better off to have like 25 of the best seller than 25 divided over five SKUs. Right. Really so interesting. So the first really is, great. Yeah. 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 So you had so much, right? The first time first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a, that was not that was not a profitable adventure for me the <laughs> yeah. first time. Because I bought what how I knew. And because I you know, I just I didn't know what I didn't know. And so that's a big one. Other thing I really want to share with uh your people is stop messing around with your website. Let mm. that thing rip. <laughs> Because here's the thing. Amen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Here's the thing. It's never going to be perfect and nobody cares but you. Yeah. Bottom line is, yeah. I would say that uh, what I see on average, and I see a lot of Google Analytics accounts, what I see on average is that, um, <laughs> that about 80%, for most websites, about 80% of people are shopping on a mobile phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that screen is a lot different than, you know, your great big desktop that we're all working on. And so what we have to realize is that all those subtleties, those things that we think are making it beautiful and are going to attract people, actually, a lot of those things get in people's way of getting to the goal. And so your goal should be to have a site that's clean, for sure, like it's clean, It's simple. People get just the information they need. And the navigation 
is uh, simple. So don't have a drop down menu with 85 choices. Yeah. That's a bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just overwhelm, have- right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Overwhelm. Yeah. And they can't see it on their phone, right? And so think about it. When you are doing things, work on your website, the color of your button does not matter. I'm here to, I promise you, <laughs> the color of your button does not matter. What matters is that people arrive on your site whatever they saw that got them there. So if you're advertising on Facebook or Google Shopping or whatever it is, whatever they saw that made them click is what they see when they get there. You send them right to that product. Yes. And uh, and there's not a bajillion steps to buy that thing. Yeah. So we always say you confuse, you lose, right? I mean, we that's yeah. I think Donald Miller shared that in StoryBrand and you confuse, you lose, right? So if you yeah. do have a confusing, it's... And it's kind of, uh, it's not as in, in our stores, in our brick and mortar, we try to be really intuitive. And I, again, I teach that. I mean, that, you know, we walk through, we want to have things make sense. We want to have it easy for our customers to reach. And it's the same experience. We've all had that online experience of um, this is too much. Or I, I love what you just said, you know, when I click on this button because I love this bag, and then I get there and it's just like your homepage. It's not, I, yeah. how do I find the bag? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Just like that irritates me. I'm out. I'm bouncing. Yeah. So back to when you were talking about the traffic. So we we are going to be working at getting traffic. So, you know, uh, and again, Susan has some great uh, resources. Her podcast is amazing. And, you know, you talk a lot about your traffic and there's all the different ways for us to get people to this website. Don't lose them, right? Don't confuse. Like we don't. We want right. that. That's where that one to two percent can be grown. Yeah. I mean, that's part of. These are the things we can control. This is what Susan was talking about. You know, we can't always control. We can control, like you know, that we're promoting and we're maybe you know all the different strategies. I know that you use to get traffic, and we can control what happens when they get on our site. We can control the products they see, right? Like we, these are things we can control that are a little bit different than our brick and mortar, right? So we can, there are, yeah, there are things. We can control how many people go there. Right, right, yeah. And once you do that, it's a numbers game. And so, so, so it's really helpful. One of the other things that uh, we need to remember is that uh, email is very powerful in e-commerce. And in fact, most stores that, uh, pay attention to email, like work their email uh, program. Most of those stores would have uh, like 30 to 50% of their sales would be from a last click on an Mm -hmm. email. And so when it's, I still remember this actually way back in my stores, when you're standing at the cash counter asking someone for their email address, it's a super awkward, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. "Ah." (laughs) But it, the opposite is true in e-commerce too. So the one thing I I recommend to everyone is they have to have some sort of pop-up or slide-in with an offer that that person could redeem that day. So if you have a great little basket of something at your cash counter yes. that you offer to people as an upsell, that might be the thing. You might say, get one of these free with a $40 order or want to save 10% today or do you want free gift wrapping or whatever it is. Yeah. You, you have some sort of pop-up or slide-in where people can leave their email address and they can redeem that offer on your site. And they could be a bricks and mortar customer, right? They mm-hmm. could be yeah. exclusive or they could be a, someone new that you sent to your site. But that gets you that person's contact information easily and seamlessly. And then you can put them in automations 
And that's how you grow these businesses and you are able to get sales that are free. And then think about it. If you wanted to move a bunch of bricks and mortar people onto your website to have them buy every once in a while, all you'd have to do is do some sort of giveaway or something that's on your website, have an iPad at your cash and say, hey, this beautiful basket here or whatever it is, that's our giveaway. If you sign up here on my iPad and then you've got them on your list and you can have exclusives and like they really are. Anyone who's got a bricks and mortar store is really in a great position to build this other stream of revenue without a lot of um, overhead. It will take some time yeah, and you'll have to think about it, but what it won't do is cost them a lot of money. Yeah, no, I agree. And so it's funny because we talk a lot about the email building and, you know, we use QR codes at counters and you know, different mm-hmm. things and it is value adding. I'm a big believer in value adding or, you know, like you said, you're 10, you know, 10% off today's, you know, sign up, whatever, yeah. but we call you know, you are really good at, and this is again, back there, we could talk for three hours and I know, I know we have, we have a hard stop because we have you, I appreciate your time so much, but, um, so there's a million things. So I'm going to recommend, um, that every I'm going to share your podcast because you have oh, a fantastic thanks. podcast. Um, yeah, so you're it's what is your podcast? It's the Roadmap to 50k for Shopify, right? It That's is, the yeah. yeah on on Apple. You're everywhere as well too, and we're going to share all of the all of your your. Um, podcast and uh, your inner circle is opening soon so I know that you know depending on people are listening to this if you're listening in replay um, the inner circle I'm a member of your inner circle and it's funny because people are like you're a member of another coaches I'm like I like I'm a member of a lot of things right like I love listening and learning from you and um, you know we've known each other for a long time and I just so totally admire how you teach so about the email we could talk about that for an hour (laughs) We could talk for another hour about traffic and, you know, taking the traffic and how you're so good at teaching traffic, how to get the traffic. You have an entire traffic boot camp inside your inner circle. Um, Then there's a, you know, how to convert those people. Again, making things easy for them and looking at the numbers, the things we can control. And, you know, the the sales on the other end, again, with email. And uh, I'm a big fan now. You've converted me to Clavio. Like, I mean, just lots of different things that I would never have thought about just in the way... um, I think I was doing things hard the hard way. And I think a lot of retailers do things hard and it seems like, you know, and you don't have to be tech expert to run an e-commerce site. I mean, you, you and I've talked about, you're not a tech expert, you know, so oh, no, I can barely work anything. Yeah. It's, which common I, knowledge. Find, I find it funny, right? <laughs> common knowledge that Susan, yes, Susan doesn't know anything. No, I'm just kidding. But really like, I just, I want to reassure people that opening an e-commerce site, you don't have to be a tech guru. You don't have to have like all of the, you know, but you do have to commit time and energy and yeah. you don't have to have be intentional about it, but that's what being the boss and the owner of a business is anyways right so um so uh, we'll share all of the things uh and do you have anything else to share i know we're going to wrap up and anything else to share as we go i feel like just don't be afraid of it right just don't be afraid of it and and i think you'll thank yourself for doing it and i don't think uh i think that uh if you look at it as another way to make money you could drag all your stuff to a market yeah 
Yeah. Right. We're all rolling our eyes right now. We all are. You can have breakfast with Santa. You can have a shopping night. You can do all those things. So you you get to choose how you're going to go out and uh, create extra revenue for your business. But what I what I would say, having been an e-commerce store owner and a bricks and mortar store owner, and um, and seen the back end of so many people's business, we have a lots of people that like even we have uh, you know even secondhand stores like consignment stores even that are have e-commerce sites and and really what I would say to you is you get to choose but I think that you uh, the time you spend on setting up a very small e-commerce store and learning how to find your people and get them there is so scalable yeah so that's something that you can scale without spending more time or more money. It's a really scalable. And I think that you will thank yourself because that revenue will serve you really well the next time, you know, there's a hurricane or a blizzard or, or a pandemic. I mean, we're not talking about that anymore. No, right? let's yeah, not. Let's yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, I think that people always, I want to go into stores. I mean, yeah. I, that's, I am a big believer that the stores are actually, if anything, I think things have gotten people want more experiential in brick and mortar. I'm a true believer that brick and mortar is here to stay forever. I'm like, but having, again, like your mom, right? You know, like there's some people that just love online. And I do think that our customers are a mix and I do think it's a benefit. It's not for everybody though. Not everybody wants to build this whole, and that's okay. You can do other things. You can go, you know, do other things, but that is a wonderful, and I'm seeing it all the time with a lot of my retailers, you know, building up that side. Um, And I really want to thank you for coming on here today Mm -hmm. and sharing your wisdom with us because it is a good eye opener for people to realize we can't just, if you build it, they don't come. We have to do the work. We have to set it up as a, a, a separate business um in, in a way i say separate business just there's different things you've already project inventory is different you know the way we the way our brain works thinking about our brick and mortar and our foot traffic and how we get foot traffic here is just a little bit different over here and and what we do and how we serve people is different over here and that's fine it's good it's just another revenue but i am seeing a lot of retailers and they're scheduling they're doing their i always get my retailers to do the numbers and break down their revenue buckets like you know workshops or whatever they're doing but e-commerce is a whole separate thing it doesn't you know which is great but it's such a great it's such a great added value I do I do thank you for coming and sharing all this again Susan's inner circle is opening up uh, soon and we'll have all of the information with her links and her podcast that I highly recommend everybody go listen to and uh, we'll have all of the information uh, in the show notes. So thank you so much, Susan. I appreciate you, you so much me. being here. And I, I, can't, uh, I can't wait to see uh, meet some more retailers. I feel yeah. like we, we share a lot of retailers already. I think like I have a lot of my retailers over there and a lot of your retailers are That's in my group. Cool. So I feel yeah. like, um, I feel like we just like, we can just look at each other and know all the things. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a club. Yeah. Yeah. We're a club. We're, we're a girl support. gang. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you oh, so much for being you. here. And uh, I look forward to uh, all the cool things that are happening with you and your business as well, too. So, and so will my retailers. So thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. 
I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. Make sure you join our Rockstar Creatives Facebook group. We will continue the conversation over there weekly. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.